To another beautiful episode of Hot and Heavy, first one for 2022. Happy Yay. New Year! Happy New Year! We survived another blissful year. Uh, when when's the podcast anniversary actually? I don't know. I'll look it up. Surely um, we're coming up on that. We're coming up on it because we've released a total of like three episodes in 12 months. I would guess around April. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. I can't believe that we've been. I mean, when I say we've been doing this for nearly a year, not really. We publish like one episode a month on average, but still, that's, you, you know, know. what? We try our best. And mm. that's all that matters. We don't actually try our best. There's like many times we could have recorded this, but didn't. We definitely could, you know, put more effort into it. Like, all the podcasts that I listen to normally are like ones where they like actually sit down and review something or talk about a topic. And then we're just like, well, what do we do this week? I think week? we were planning on doing that and then we were too lazy to actually prepare for things. The thing is, whenever we try and like watch something to talk about on the pod i always get tired afterwards and just want to like eat food <laughs> so yeah. i don't want to like actually record mm-hmm. we've done that we were uh disclaimer to all of our friends out there we were trying to watch a show called singles inferno so we could talk about it on the pod which is great we probably will talk about it a bit but every time we like watched a group of episodes and then we're like we should record a pod i was like no i'm too tired Fucked yeah, up. yeah exactly no, the rest of us this felt the same don't worry yeah i'm so glad we didn't um, anyway, our f- first episode was published on the 19th of February. Wow. February. So we're almost it's been there. 11 months. Damn. Wow. Yeah. Thank you to all who joined us on this beautiful journey. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for another blissful year of hot and heavy 2022. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for your support. How many, Thank you to um, the five people that consistently listen to these episodes. Yeah. How many average listeners do we have? It's definitely like decreased since in like the second, um, half of our oh yeah like podcasting journey just because we're not smart very... people they realize we have nothing to say it's literally the tagline is two dumb blondes talk about nothing i'm not yeah. even blonde and you're not even dumb you were blonde at the start <laughs> i think true. i am dumb I, I i'm smart in very niche topics mostly involving music genres that normal people don't like so i think on average it's like 50 ish listen wow that's actually way more than i expected which is not so bad <laughs> Um, but we have some international listeners, which is nice. So these, can I list the countries? That I know we one have? of them is definitely Canada. So we have 82% in Australia and then the rest goes the US, Germany, Canada, Singapore, the UK. Germany's S- your brother probably, right, Jordan? South Africa, Brazil, Belgium, Costa Rica. I, I can, I know at least like a few of them. Cause Turkey, I know that, um, Netherlands? no, I don't know. Don't know Turkey. I know that Canada's one of my oomphies. Love you, Nikki. Thank you. And then South Africa's. Um, another one of my uni friends that has been stuck there for like a year and hasn't been able to come back to <laughs> do his study. So mm. who's Brazil? I don't, I don't know. know Brazil. I don't know Belgium. Costa either. Rica. Turkey. These are all like people that have listened like one or two times, so it's not even a full percentage of well, our two times. That's impressive. I come back. Um, and most of you guys are on Spotify, so congratulations. That's where I listen to it as well, actually. I listen to us on Apple Podcasts. I, I have, like, a podcasting app that I use for all of my podcasts, but then for this, I listen to it on Spotify for some reason. Don't know why. Um, I don't actually listen to our in podcast that much, though. It's just, like, I listen I'm... to it one. I listen to each episode, like, once, and I skip the cringy parts. Yeah. I, like, tap, like, the skip 15 seconds thing all the time. <laughs> also, the gender of our listenership, 63% male. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. 34% female, then, like, 3% non-binary slash non-specified. Awesome. Like listenership that could that could be boosted. how do you, you have more define girls. that i guess if you link facebook to spotify it'd probably tell you but yeah it's yeah. weird that it knows that yeah that, that's confusing <laughs> I, I would not imagine on most 
podcasting apps you would be required to disclose your gender but I here know. we are also we have some like daddies listening to us there's two percent of our listenership is 60 plus oh. <laughs> that's probably linda's spotify account is probably her dad <laughs> probably i really hope my parents haven't found this <laughs> but most of you guys are between 18 and 22 65 percent of you and 26 percent of you are 23 to 27 Slay. some of you are geriatric 34 year olds ew gross gross i hope that's never me oh my god i hope if we die at 29 that'd be really hot no 27 come on we gotta we gotta join the club we need to we need to do something notable within the next six years to be inducted into a 27 club <laughs> um get to work i'm trying to think aisha's gonna become a real estate girl boss like uh, not well, a real estate girl boss um oh pr girl boss. A, yeah pr girl boss um, spin. well most of them are musicians mm-hmm. right and i don't think many of them had big careers before they were like nearly dead like Amy Winehouse how big was she like she was she's only big the last like 10 years of her career but even 10 like surely she when did she release um what was the it wasn't Rare no that's Selena Gomez what was the album she released before Back to Black again I don't remember that's the only one I listened to consistently <clears throat> yeah it would have been less than 10 yeah and then like Nirvana I, I guess 10. more so mm-hmm. Kurt Cobain love you who else was even in the 27 club I don't really remember anymore well regardless <laughs> I yeah, they're wanna, all dead, so who cares? I kind of want to join a band. It's just that I can't play any instruments. Can you sing? I, I can try. I feel like you, you could sing. I could definitely do something. Well, you could do like, um, just do like a noise band, like voiceover-y situation. Like. I could probably sing in the same way that a lot of the artists that I listen to sing, which is, you know, not singing, but screaming mm-hmm. or like just saying words. So like David Bowie, oh he doesn't sing. Oh my God, sing. I have a complaint to raise about the, the music taste of the current table that we're sitting at because it's so frustrating when I'm like PMSing and like have cramps and I want to kill myself and then I hear like aggressive post-punk playing like I don't want to listen to Squid or whatever yeah. when I'm like in pain like hunched over taking like eight neurofins. Jordan and I listen to boy music normally which is really bad for you know that but also like at any moment where you have a vague headache because I don't want to listen to like another thing where we were talking about people that I listen to just like saying words or not singing mm-hmm. the lead singer of mm-hmm. Squid which is a band that I like band that Asia mentioned before he just says things the lead singer doesn't sing. He just like it's it's like it's like a political speech. He intonates. Yeah. I don't care. Like, I'm not even a fan of men talking like not to a beat. So this is even worse. <laughs> Neil Gaiman audiobooks are like one of my favorite pastimes. <laughs> oh my god. Um, He's like one of the best readers. He is. Oh, okay, okay. Stephen Fry audiobooks. Have you Stephen heard those? Stephen Fry is hot. I haven't heard of Stephen hot Fry. Hot voice. He does the Harry Potter audiobooks, which mm-hmm. I regretfully say are still great. So I you know. have five. Fr- I cancelled my Audible membership because I got the free trial and then forgot to cancel it. So I've been paying like $19 a month for like a yeah, year. It's so expensive. That's why I don't have Audible. I just go on YouTube and search up the free them. ones. Yeah. yeah um, but yeah, I have five credits that I get to use up in the next month. So what should I listen to? Um, fuck, I don't know. See, whenever I, like, see something that I want to, like, listen to as an audiobook, I'm like, why would I not just read this? I don't I, really get it. I think you should listen to, like, one of your theory books that you're probably Oh, yeah, that could read. be good. That's, yeah. like, the best use of it. Yeah, probably. Because I think you get to keep them, like, when you, you do, cancel your yeah. membership. Um, only, I've only listened to three books in this time. I have The Art of Seduction by Robert Greene, because I want to see what the fuss oh, was about. Oh, that sounds great. And it's actually really good. He, like, talks about, like, the different archetypes. There's, oh, I'll tell you what they are. It's listed in the chapters but um <coughs> it's he's um yeah t- tells you the different archetypes of like hot people like marilyn monroe is like the coquettish like little nerd and there's a bunch of other ones and i also have i listened to the first half of name of the wind like the first chapter <laughs> name of the wind yeah and then when i was reading it but then 
it's just too slow. I don't like audiobooks that are slow. Like, I read faster than that. Oh, yeah, um, I just got Goodreads yesterday. We'll talk about this a bit later. But I, like, went through my friend activity because it automatically adds, like, everyone on Facebook that has it as well if you connect through Facebook, which mm. is what I do because I'm lazy and don't want to sign up for things. Mm-hmm. And um, unnamed person, which I would not mention, but someone that we find really funny that we vaguely know reviewed um, The Name of the Wind. And I was just like, awesome. This is great. Was it a good review? <laughs> Oh yeah, she loved it. Oh, nice. <laughs> and I was like, fine, I guess I'll fucking read it. Because uh, Name of the Wind is Jordan, one of Jordan's favorite books. Mm-hmm. And I've had both... It, there are currently two. It's in a trilogy, except the third book's not been out for like 10 years. But I have the first two on my shelf, and I've had them on my shelf for like nearly a decade at this point. I think I got them in 2014, and I just haven't read them. I got... I'm uh, Aisha just started reading it, and she got 150 pages in, which I swear is exactly where I also stopped reading, 150 pages. So It's just like, when you're not in the mood to like relax and like read long prose, it's like not really good for like just a quick, like fun little burst of reading. Yeah, It's more like a it, like, sit down yeah. and like read for it, a long time it, kind of book. It's a commitment, yeah. So I, I like it. I've liked it so far. It's just like... He's still like 12 years old and I heard he goes to uni in this book. So I'm yeah, like not does. excited for the next like seven years of, I hope it skips some time because yeah. I, I don't care. Yeah, it does. And he, right where you left off is where the book like starts to pick up steam. And It is like really beautifully written. So you can't be that mad about like the long winded sentences, mm-hmm. but. Oh, uh, I just started a short story collection. And the prose is so different from everything I've been reading recently, which has been sort of matter of fact, which I like. Things like The Bell Jar, things mm. like I just finished a book called Mistborn, which also had a really simple prose. And then I opened this short story collection and the opening one is like, I was on the train awaiting my beautiful husband. My heart was pumping like a piston to the gates of love, just like the train one. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. You God. know what's the worst for that? Mishima like translations. Oh, I hate so Mishima bad. Like, I don't know if it's like that. Maybe you can read it and then tell me one day. But like, I don't know if it's supposed to sound like that or if it's just the translation's like a bit fucked up. It's just like the most like annoyingly pretentious language. What yeah. am I really annoying like? fears isn't the right word but I guess it sort of applies here is like reading tra- any translation of a foreign book because I'm like this isn't going to be as good as the original I should probably I know, learn the like, original language mm-hmm. yeah exactly but I'm not smart enough for that I just read um a book called The Master and Margarita which I bought for Jordan as well which is a Russian book and I'm always just like this is great but does it read the same in Russian? <laughs> like, yeah I want to like learn Russian again I was going to do it at uni but they don't have it at Monash oh, they, but, what? they don't have, have, Russian, they don't at have Ru- Russian at Monash that's so lame so I don't even know if I get Russian credited because can they, you... don't have, they don't have it. Sounds... I swear they don't have it. I'll Google it. You could enroll at Melbourne to do one course, probably. Like, not for a bachelor's or something, but... I could do a, like, Diploma of Languages if I cared enough. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, discontinued or something. There's, Who like, is? Russian and Belarusian studies, but no Russian language. Oh, that would have been great. It stopped when the USSR fell. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. Oh, yeah. and the only other book I have on Audible, sorry to go back to that, is How to Murder Your Life that I haven't listened to. Mm, I have the copy of that, and I need to read it, but... I'm I really got it because everyone things. on Twitter was talking about it. So I well, I love Kat Manel. Uh, for the listeners, Kat Manel is like a... I think we probably talked about her before. I don't know. Uh, like a journalist from New York who's like literally addicted to drugs and was basically paid to like take drugs and write about it. And this is her like autobiography about how fucked up her life is. Mm. And I'm really excited to read it. But I have four things on the go right now, including mm. a series. So, you yeah. know, we'll get them in... I have so many stacks of books. I have no space on either my bookshelf or my bedside table because there are like three stacks of books there. I have enough mm. space for one cup of tea and that's it. Oh my god. I'm like the messiest person. Are you going to mm. have to give away your the books that you've read or something? No, I'm not doing that. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but I just need to get another shelf is the thing. I might see if I can get a new um like desk because I 
Like my desk that I have right now for my PC is so gross and ugly. And if I get a new one, I can just get one that has like a shelf at the top, you know? One mm. nice thing my mum did, she got us like custom made like desks with bookshelves. Like oh, to I fit our room is so like the one in my parents' house. It's really nice. And I really want it, but then I, I don't know. I don't want to get it from my house. But I need more space. Like that's I do. the big struggle. about putting shelves on the wall like decoratively? Yeah. I don't know. I that's a good idea. I just like have too much stuff. And like not enough space to put it. We don't have any storage. Yeah. No. My room is like really big as well. It's just there's so much shit in there. Mm. <laughs> I have like 40 pairs of shoes that I keep in my room because I'm really gross. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like because of that, they take up like half of the floor space. Stuff like that. I have a PC because I'm an epic gamer boy. I have a giant stereo system. I have an air purifier. That's necessary. Do you have an external clothing rack too? I do. Yeah. Next to my bed, which is, you know, also packed to the brim because I have a million fucking sweaters because I'm addicted to sweaters. <laughs> It's bad. It's bad, guys. Yeah, we. I just moved from a house that's like two minutes away to another house that's two minutes away from that house, and so now like I share a closet with Jordan, which is tiny, and we both have a lot of clothes, which is well, you can both wear each other's clothes is a thing because you're both tiny. So thanks. I love compliments. Yeah. Don't talk about my body unless you're telling me that I'm skinny. Yeah. Period. (laughs) Um, yeah. The Rick was a bit too big for, for Aisha though. I know. I was trying to wear Jordan's like um, mesh Rick Owens top, but the shoulder seams like go down here and there's a cutout here that you can't even see because like he has shoulders and I don't, yeah. which is a bit lame. What's the point? Um, you would look good in that. But maybe if I lose another 20 kilos. No, mm-hmm. it's stretchy. Oh, okay. You, yeah, you could be right actually. <laughs> if, yeah, it's, it, it, it'll fit. It's got lots of room. It's, it's a stretchy thing. But yeah, that's basically it for me. Reading wise, I started Crash, which is that book that we mentioned on the last episode, probably that Tom was telling us about, about like this guy that gets off all these guys that get off to car crashes. Um, I just want to know if Liz Taylor is aware of its existence. Oh yeah, surely. Uh, actually, surely there's like an article about this, right? Uh, For reference, Liz Taylor, like the actual film actress is mentioned in it a lot because like the main antagonist i guess technically is the antagonist of the film it really wants to like die in a car crash with her and i'm just wondering like does she know that this book exists oh mm. that's pretty also i got the dvd of the movie so we need to watch that at some point i'm wondering if she's mentioned the movie yeah. <laughs> the david cronenberg film which was famously got the grand jury prize at Cannes and was booed by the audience for really? it yeah, yeah they hated it and um francis ford coppola who was the leader of the jury at the time refused to give it the, the award out oh wow um That's because funny. he hated That's it sorry, we talked about this last episode yeah mm. oh. a lot of cyclical topics on here really just because we record so sporadically that we forgot what we talked about yeah no well we can that, that sounds like a good idea we should re- review that yeah I'll bring it over next time. It's, it's not on streaming is the reason why I got the DVD. No, Along with the fact that I like DVDs. Yeah. What else has David Cronenberg done? I've heard his name. He did the Fly remake. He I did... Think this up. Yeah, please. He did Videodrome, which is apparently really good as well, but I haven't seen it. Canadian? He's Canadian? Oh, he looks cool. David uh, Cronenberg movies. Okay, here we go. Yeah, the Fly and Videodrome are the top two. Crash is the third. <laughs> I want to see... Um, he was also a very big influence on The Thing, the 1982 version, mm. because that's like a... He, David Cronenberg is like the body horror like master, basically, so they took a lot of influence from his films to make that movie. I see. And The Thing is great, by the way. I see. Highly recommend. I'm surprised you're also keen to watch this, because 
We just watched Midsummer last week, and I hated it. <laughs> I love Midsummer. Midsummer is so comfy. I, up all night. I hate it. I just like pacing. That gave me such bad nightmares. I couldn't go to sleep, so I came downstairs like four a.m. and drank a V, and then went back uh-huh. upstairs and went to sleep. <laughs> I love like psychological or like artistic horror, but it doesn't scare me. Is the thing. So mm. for both like Hereditary and. Midsummer. I wasn't scared by them, but that I I like love both of those films, but no, for different reasons. The psychological horror, horror part, I'm fine with. I hate like anything gore and violence, and like there's like oh yeah, ugh, like people falling from big mountains and crashing on the ground. I don't want to watch that. I don't it's think the horror yet. genre is for you. Though. <laughs> oh, I think oh you would hate up. this movie then, <laughs> and the book probably. The book, I like. I'm struggling sometimes. Just also like. The amount of times the word smegma is in that book oh, it's is great. disgusting. It's great. And like... J.G. Ballard, the author, has a real way with... Ro- right, fuck way me. with words. Way with words. I want to find the book so I can... My, my adolescent stutter is coming back in full <laughs> force right now. Yeah. That was a tongue twister, though. Yeah. I went to speech therapy when I was younger. It's really sexy of me. Really? Yeah. Nice. That's why you're so good at talking. But um, the thing that I love about... Crash by J.G. Ballard, the book, is because in a lot of like the more graphic scenes, he blends... Oh my God. Like, um, uh, what's the word? Like, not slang for body parts. You know, he says like penis instead of cock, for example. He blends like I guess less sexualized yeah. words of talking about sex with like a very, very um, sensual, sexy way of talking about the cars that they're banging in, <laughs> which is really like bizarre. And you I know. guess it'd be it. It's it like it, it evokes the uh, graphic graphic. Yeah. It, it, it like what, like a lot of the scenes like his penis brushed against her vagina as they were in the sensual, beautiful, sleek, scented leather of the the vehicle. Oh, and stuff okay. Like I that. found the part where um that I wanted to read from. This is Crash again, the book. Um, and I just think it's funny. So he's talking about crashes that he was like dreaming of, like his fantasy car crashes. He says, I think of the absurd crashes of the neuroesthetic housewives returning from their VD clinics, hitting parked cars on suburban high streets. I think of the crashes of excited schizophrenics colliding head-on to the stalled laundry vans and one-way streets, of manic depressives crushed while making pointless U-turns on motorway access roads, Me. of luckless paranoids driving at full speed into a brick wall at the end of an unknown cul-de-sac, of sadistic charge nurses decapitated in, 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 in inverted crashes on complex interchanges of lesbian supermarket manageresses burning to death in the collapsed frames of their midget cars before the stoical eyes of middle-aged firemen, of autistic children crushed in rear-end collisions, their eyes less wounded in death, of buses (laughs) filled with mental defectives drowning together stoically in roadside industrial canals. My favourite is the autistic children crushed to death and their eyes less wounded in yeah. death. I think that's hilarious. It's quite powerful. Wow. I need to reread it, actually. I only read it, like, four months ago, but I already want to do a reread. I'm really enjoying it. It is really gross, but I can read gross things. I just, like, have to, like, turn off the imagining part of my brain. Yeah. I hit literally, like, all the neurodivergent. Uh. <laughs> Schizophrenics, the BPD bitches, the, the lesbians. The lesbians, yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. TikTok would love that. I know. TikTok would have an ableist feel yeah. to this book. I finally started a series called Mistborn because, uh, so the, the writer Brandon Sanderson, uh, I originally bought this book back in 2014 because my high school, like one of my best friends in high school, it's his favorite series. And then one of my best friends now, Jordan, his new series is his favorite series. So I was like, fine, I guess I'll finally fucking read this, Mm -hmm. this author's book. And it's really good. But the problem is that the, 
series is so long like each book in the trilogy is like 800 pages so i'm breaking it up by reading smaller things in between Mm -hmm. so i can rest my brain that's the best way to read fantasy fantasy gets so samey after a while yeah i I read nothing but fantasy for like six years and then now i don't want to like read fantasy again but after a year of not reading it i'm I'm ready to go back into it yeah i'm I'm really enjoying this i it's like 600 pages and i read it in like four days i Mm -hmm. think because i do nothing else i read like 100 150 pages a day but I am breaking it up by reading a different book from Otessa Moshfair, whoever you pronounce the last name, who wrote My Year of Rest and Relaxation, which is great. I haven't read that. You would love that. That's very you. People keep telling me that, but then, like, every person that you say, this is so you, like, relating to that book is someone I wouldn't like. I know, exactly. (laughs) So... It, it got a bit too... I mean, I say this as if I didn't read it after it became mainstream, but it, it, it's, it's a bit too, like, mainstream, but still really good, you know? It's definitely, like, the Not to say that mainstream books are bad, like, yeah. intellectual group of girls. Slightly like, a bit too book talk for my liking, but who yeah. cares? Uh, but her... I'm reading Eileen by her, which I borrowed from the same friend that I borrowed my year of rest and relaxation from. Thank you, Loki, friend of the pod. And it's, um... I only just started oh, it, Loki. but it's really good. Yeah, you did meet Loki, like, two years ago, I yeah. think. Love her. Oh, she needs to come on the pod. She wants to come on the pod. Doesn't she Get speak French or something? Yeah. I remember. That's the only thing I remember about her. Yeah. I one time. She likes but films and she speaks pretty. French. Yeah. yeah. Period. Speaking of French films, should we review Titan? Oh, yeah. So we've, we've, all, seen we've all seen Titan, which is, um, or Titan, I guess. Titan. 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 I saw it again. I saw it a second time. I've only seen it once and I watched it through like a silk scarf that I was holding over my face. It was disgusting. Yeah. It is a French film by Julia Ducourneau, who also did Raw from a few years ago, which is about a vegetarian girl that goes to a veterinarian school and develops a taste for human flesh. I so really need is, to see that. I need to see that. Apparently it's really good. This is her new film, Titan, which is about a girl that gets in a car crash when she was younger and gets a metal plate implanted in her head because of that. And then uh, a few years later, she becomes a serial killer and then fucks a car. Mm-hmm. She's definitely like a psycho pre-car crash, right? Like, I'm pretty sure they allude to that because she's like driving in the car with her dad and her dad's just like trying to drive and just like kicking his seat yeah. and like no child does that. I mean, no, I think a lot she's of children like, do that. She's insane. She has like devil eyes, like kicking the back of his chair. A lot of children do that, Aisha. Is... I, I think you don't realize that that's most children. Oh no, I was a great child, yeah. I but was like... really nice, I never cried. Yeah, if you, I, have, um... if you have like, dis- like good parents who discipline the children. And... Yeah. I went to Fiji for Christmas because, you know, lol, why not? Mm. And the plane there was the worst thing ever because there were about 10 different, like, tiny little toddler children who were screaming and crying and running up and down the aisle. And I was like, this was not me. I was a great child. Control your children, people. It was awful. I was trying to read and they wouldn't shut the fuck up. (laughs) It was like a five-hour flight. Oh, my God. Why aren't they thinking about your reading? Exactly. Don't bring your kids on flights if they can't, like... Don't bring your kids on flights, period. (laughs) (laughs) Like, why do they need to travel? What's the point? Why am I <laughs> Sorry. So anyway, Titan, back to back to the main one. What did you think of it? I really enjoyed it. It was like a nice level of like sexy and cool and also really gross and freaky. Oh yeah. Um, I really, whenever I tell people about the film or if they've heard about the film and haven't seen it, I always tell them that it's actually like a very heartwarming story about chosen family. Mm-hmm. And they're always like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because obviously all the buzz around it is... You know, having sex with the car. Just having sex with the car. Which and is awesome, like, to be fair. Because yeah. I didn't really look it up before I watched it. I only, like, heard from you what it was about vaguely. But you never told me she was, like, a serial killer. Which is, like, a main plot point. Yeah. And I was like, oh, she wants to fuck cars? That sounds so fun. <laughs> and then I watched it. It was, like, the most horrifying thing ever. Yeah, it's great. And it's, like, it's not like it's something that happens, like, within the film as well. Like, it's alluded to that she's a serial killer beforehand. Because, like, all the murders on the TV screen is she's eating bread on the couch with her dad. <laughs> yeah. She's, um, a psychopath, I guess. 
something like but that. But she's really hot, but so she's it's really fine. Hot and cool. Yeah. Um, the f- firemen. She like basically. I don't know if this is spoilers or not. I, whatever. Like, I, I assume if you're like listening to this right now, you probably are not going to watch the film. Probably. <laughs> probably, and I wouldn't necessarily yeah, recommend. Just give them a spoiler. Alert. You. I yeah. Look, I I love this film. I have not stopped thinking about it. I would probably not recommend it to anyone unless you really like bizarre art house cinema. <laughs> um. Okay. I'll, I'll do the thing where like I I'll put in a little time for when you can skip. Yeah. To it, like I did with something else. Yeah. Um. But basically, like, she takes refuge in this house with this this old fireman guy who's sort of like losing his mind because his son died in a fire but he's like hasn't come to terms with that so he just thinks his son's missing he's like convinced himself that his son's missing so the main girl like turns up and is like i'm your son (laughs) (laughs) and he's like wow you are my son (laughs) he's like okay you're my son so she like becomes a fireman and like joins forces with him sort of and like the other firemen are just like the most weird like it's like the weirdest like gayest thing ever but they're also like super homophobic they're like dancing like raves they're with, so like, hot they're like there so is, gay there and is then, literally like, like a hard style orgy all of them are shirtless in like the main fire precincts exactly up, how me and my friends like to party too. exactly as soon as she stands up and is like hot and sexy and like dancing around like as a boy on the fire truck they're like ew this is so gross but it's like literally the same thing that we're that's doing. kind of like the climax of the movie and like the most that's my favorite scene, scene. The, the it really does say a lot about our society, doesn't it? Yeah, wow. society, yeah, Joker. Oh, that scene is so good, though. Joker moment. That was a really good one. Um, I think the most uncomfortable scene for me to watch was like when he was when they like make out. And he's like, "You're my son. You're my son." And then oh yeah. That part's pretty like upsetting. It's it's weird. <laughs> it's upsetting, and then it's kind of like it's kind of sweet. It's kind of sweet. And then like, she gives birth to a car baby. Yeah. And because, dies. And she dies. She dies in bed giving birth to a car baby. <laughs> It has like a spine. Of a it car. has a metal spine and it has the same like metal implant mm-hmm. in the head as well. And then steroid fireman, testosterone daddy. He, yeah. Claims the child as his own. And so beautiful. Continue yeah. her legacy. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the film as well. God, I thought good. it was really cool. I'm glad I watched it. And I'm glad Jordan wanted to watch it because I wouldn't have watched it alone. <laughs> yeah. No, I wouldn't see it. I, I mean, just, I didn't really like seeing films alone in general, but this I definitely wouldn't. I needed someone to talk about afterwards as soon as I saw it. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a, a wig out if I just watched it by myself and just like sitting there thinking about it. The first time I saw it, I went with like some of my friends and I was literally like sitting in my chair, mouth agape for about five minutes, just like staring as the credits rolled because I was like, I don't know how to process this. <laughs> so much just happened. Yeah. Yeah. We, we needed a dinner and then like we didn't talk about it till the next day pretty much. Yeah. Um, I am, uh, you might have seen the trailer for this when you went to see Titan, but I'm seeing Benedetta tomorrow. Mm. Which is the new film by Paul Verhoeven, who I love. He also did Robocop. He did uh, Basic Instinct. He did Total Recall. He did my one of my favorite films of all time, Showgirls. Showgirls is so good. It's so good. I love Showgirls. He's got a lot of pretty big movies. Yeah. Oh, he also did L. That has um, who's that? that really hot French actress that I love I don't know anyway Elle is also great Elle is a French film about a woman who works in the video games industry and her, she gets broken into and raped and she mm. tries to find who it is Damn, uh, but he did that as well um, but her, his new film Benedetta is about like 17th century like nuns in the Catholic church that are like super lesbian the and lesbian get like nuns, killed yeah. for it yeah. that was the best trailer we watched yeah I'm so excited to see it I got free tickets so yeah, yeah. so you, you like won a contest yeah so I'm going to do that tomorrow. Do you get uh, followed by the Cinema Nerva spam accounts? Oh, those are like, so funny. Yeah. Trying yeah. to defraud you out of some prize thing. Luckily, this is like a small niche sort of distribution thing in Melbourne. So there were no like spam accounts for it because only like 
50 people follow the account, which is why I won as well for that matter. <laughs> but, nice, nice. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm like slowly watching more movies, mostly against my will, but I don't know. I still, I don't like movies. Like, I, just, I don't think they're very good. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. I like movies. It's just for me. I feel like every single form of like media consumption besides the two things that I love the most, which are books and music, I feel like everything else is a communal activity like I, I when i watch a movie it needs to be with someone else so i can like talk to them and react with it to them you know yeah i don't like watching films alone tv it depends i normally like watching tv with other people but things like succession when it comes out weekly i don't care you know blah 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 yeah um yeah oh we should talk about succession we haven't actually mentioned that yet oh yeah because we jordan and i were really late not really late like three weeks late to finishing the season three so we couldn't talk about it but we finished it so again spoilers um, I mainly watched it because like Dasha was already on it when we started it, so I watched it for her. Yeah. Like before anyone else told us to watch it. Yeah. Because, um, but she's hot and cool, and like she like that's a window into my my career future. Yeah. <laughs> she just like walks around doing nothing, which is like literally me. God, I wish that was me. Yeah. yeah. I feel for me, it's hard to talk about Succession because in retrospect, nothing really happens in the entire show. But uh-huh. that's kind of why it's good because it's all petty corporate drama, really. Yeah, I and, love. And all corporate you can talk drama. about is like which characters you like, and and every which... character is like equally stupid and yeah. annoying, but also very likable. Yeah, like, except for Shiv, I don't like her at all. I, I love just, Shiv. Shiv is a so giant stupid. ass. She's yeah, so, that's why she's great. I find she's her such so a reptilian slime ball. Oh my god! I just like. They're just proving the point that, like, women who want to succeed in, like, the corporate world are too stupid to do something. Yeah. Like, which is, like, a valid point. (laughs) I also love how the show depicts that, like, there's, like, 20% of her downfall is, like, workplace misogyny, but then 80% of it is her own stupidity as well. (laughs) It's really balanced out. Like, there are scenes, like, when she has her first big talk and they play Rape Me over the speakers. Yeah, that was really funny. And I I was like, wow, this this says a lot about women in the corporate workplace. (laughs) And then the the other 80% of the show is just her being really annoying and awful and stupid. And I'm like, well, maybe you deserve this. I'll yeah. Well, she was covering, like, trying to cover up the rape allegations, like, from the... Yeah, she's Who like, oh, wasn't? Yeah, so let's be honest, everyone was yeah, doing it. it was just, unluckily, like, the, the woman who yeah. was speaking when that happened. No, she, it was intentional that it was her, because yeah. the only one that, or the only person that doesn't have, like, I don't know, like, a horrible misogynistic past that people can dig yeah. up on Twitter or whatever, <laughs> um... Yeah, that's why she was made the interim CEO. Yeah. So they could, you know, kick her on the ground screaming. I'm going to be really upset if the show finishes and either Logan or Kendall are both alive. I mean, can someone die in this show? Nothing. Okay, look, I love this show, but literally nothing has happened in like three seasons. Like, can someone die? There has been no high stakes play. The. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, It always, like, a high stakes play happens and then it slips through the cracks and it like doesn't like go through and then the, just the status quo is maintained well like something time. bad happens like the stewie and sandy stuff and then like nothing happens <laughs> like it has no effect on the business or the yeah. other workers or anything it's very paradoxical in a way because almost everything that happens in the show is quite literally like high stakes overall because they're like a giant corporate workplace and any fuck up could ruin their career but ultimately the actual interactions between the people, like nothing happens at all. It's just like, I would like to give you $2 billion. And they're like, no, I won't do that. And then like, it's two hours of them going, we're going to be ruined. Oh my God. And I'm like, this is so good. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Um, the best part about the show is the dialogue. The dialogue is really good. The best dialogue is Roman and Tom. I love Roman. Can we talk about the drink bottle scene when the, there's this shooting scare and Tommy's like throwing the drink bottles at, at, uh, Greg, at Greg. Tom's done some insane stuff. Like I remember like the other time he like, 
tried to like fist fight Greg in his office and he's like, I don't want to fight, I don't want to fight. He's like, no, hit me, hit me. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? What's really funny about the shooting scene actually, which is, you know, a great sentence to say, mm-hmm. but the, the entire, it's like, it, it, this takes up an entire episode, like an hour long episode and they think that there's like a shooter in the in the offices and then they're like oh don't worry someone just shot themselves at their desk and killed themselves it's fine lol and then they just move on as if it doesn't mean anything yeah. anymore and I'm just like what? yeah yeah. they're uh, also relieved when they hear that yeah it's, it's like, like oh don't worry someone just killed himself uh, <laughs> it's pretty good I I just want Kendall to kill himself like the whole show is leading to him killing himself no, but he didn't Ken- I want him to kill his dad that's what that's what it's leading to. Oh, I wish. I just want someone to die, like please. I want someone to die or go to jail. And so far, these things have been teased, and nothing has happened. Tom, they the entire season was leading up to Tom going to jail, and then it didn't. So, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But it looks like he might, right? Also, like, oh no, he made the deal. Sorry. Basically, they if you haven't seen it, there's one part where like one of the the plot points is this this company had like a cruise division and there was like a bunch of like rapes and murders and people were thrown overboard or whatever and they're trying to cover it up because mm. like it's bad for business obviously and then like I, this guy is like shredding like Tom's telling Greg to shred the paperwork and then Greg's like doing it but he takes some of the paperwork and makes copies of it so he has like backup and like he gives Kendall the papers and then like nothing happens which yeah. I find really annoying. Like, I felt like that was, like, a, a smoking gun, but then nothing happened. Yeah, well... like, oh, the papers mean nothing. I have no case. Well, Maybe we'll have to wait two years and something will happen. I don't know. Well, that's, like, the overall theme of the show. Like, that they were... They legally finessed the documents to, like, be incriminating, but not too incriminating that it holds up in court. Yeah. So they, they just get away with everything. They, like... They're like, oh, no, someone's going to jail. Oh, don't worry. We'll just have to pay, like, a huge fine. No, I don't want to pay a fine. I'm so angry. Girl. I'm like, that's, like, the whole thing. He's like threatening the president with his news network, yeah, like, which like literally happens. Which I think is funny, and I love how he calls the president the raisin. I think that's good. Well, yeah, look, I love this show, but it's like so bad, but so good, but so bad, but yeah. it's really good. Yeah, it won a lot of Emmys this year, didn't it? it I'll look it up. Um, Roman got fucking finessed out of an Emmy. I'm mad about that. Who Roman, won? Roman, um, the, the old Squid Game, Squid old guy. Oh, who and cares? his performance like was like what, one old man wins an Emmy for being old, like being I mean, old Korean. <laughs> what the fuck? I think it was like fine. I think his performance was like good. It's just like Roman Roy, you know. Well, because the dementia scene was so convincing. Like, what, I don't know. It, okay, so Roman was so Jeremy good. Strong uh, was the winner for lead actor. Lol. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, sure. It won the whole show. Won outstanding drama series. Yeah, good. Brian Cox was nominated for lead actor. The oh, there series. we go. That's the good. Wait, nominated. Nominated, Boo. but Jeremy he, Strong won. Fuck that. Yeah. Oh, Which one's Jeremy Strong? Kendall. Kendall. Oh. Um. And so Kendall's Shiv, good. the actress Sarah Snook, the Australian one who plays Shiv, she yep. was nominated for best supporting actress. Oh, who won for that? No idea. I'll check in a minute. And then supporting actor. Which was Kieran Culkin, Roman Roy. Should he should have won, but the Squid Game guy won. Um, the guy Tom Matthew McFadden. Matthew McFadden, he's so hot. He was nominated for Best Supporting Actor, um, and Greg Nicholas Braun was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Wait, so three of the people in the Best Supporting Actor were from Succession. Three wow. of the people were from Succession, and the Squid Game guy won. Fuck to be fair, I don't think, I don't think Shiv should have won anything really. She was, she's not. Great. She's good, but she's not like. I her think she was really good in like um, first... Sarah Snook was fantastic in the last episode. Mm. I think. I think mm. she was good overall, but the last yeah. episode, I feel like she she could have won for that alone. She's she's a really good actress. I just think her character is not as interesting as the male characters. Oh yeah, that's true because she's a woman. Because yeah. she's a woman, she's like one dimensional and big titties, <laughs> big butt. Um, what else do you need, really? Yeah, exactly. 
Um, but I, I am not mad that it won like best drama series or whatever. I want to know who else was nominated. But um, what drama series? I actually don't know any. I don't watch TV. Like I don't actually know any other series that are on right now. Lovecraft County, I've heard, is maybe a thing. Uh. Oh my god, this is so annoying. The Emmys website is like it doesn't put the awards in in award category. It puts them in TV show category. So it's like all the awards for succession. Oh, I don't, is like, care. I don't care. Boo. I just, just want to know who. Won. If you guys have any recommendations for TV dramas that we might like, please send them along because I don't watch TV, so I don't know what's good. Yeah, I don't really watch anything. The only two TV shows like I'm actually a fan of are like Fleabag. Killing oh, Fleabag Eve. is good. I want to watch Killing Eve. Killing Eve's really good. I've heard Author in Black is really good. I've never seen it. It's about like clones. Oh. I saw the first season. It was good. Uh, but yeah, I need to watch Killing Eve. Killing Eve's really good and it's like like hot lesbians like um, killing people. Wheel of Time is, I don't know, I, that just came out and I want to read the books of Wheel of Time but that might be in next Emmys. I don't, I don't know if it's good or not though, so... Yeah. Um, but um, the Wheel of Time series is like a really big fantasy, really big, really popular, big in both senses. There are 15 books fantasy series and it finally got picked up by Amazon Studios, I think. So it's on Amazon Prime. And I've heard a lot of buzz about it. Don't know if it's good. Maybe people just want something to watch because Game of Thrones was awful by the end, but... It's produced by Rosamund Pike. Oh, what does she do? Um, she's the Gone Girl girl. Like, oh, okay. Blonde, yeah. So like, I need to watch Gone Girl. I need to read Gone Girl. I just got Gone Girl at an off shop, so... <laughs> That's my pile as well, for that matter. I just started a Goodreads for everyone who reads books here as well, everyone listening. Follow me on Goodreads. This is Tom's Goodread- Goodreads era and Aisha's yeah. Letterboxd era. Yeah, I'm going to get Letterboxd and oh, movies, I hate Letterboxd. even though I've like, never seen a movie. Yeah, I don't use Letterboxd because I don't watch movies, so like I'd never update it. But um, Also, I want to start a sub stack just for fun. What the fuck is that? It's like, a, like an online magazine stack thing. Oh, okay, period. And you can like write things and... Um, it sounds fun and, each, and like no one's gonna read it because like you need people to like it's like what people use as like a patreon exclusive like, mm. like subs- i'll give you a free subscription to my Substack or whatever but um yeah there's a hot girl from tiktok who's like a leftist like girl who has an android i don't know if you've seen her big eyeliner or whatever no. um she has one and hers is like pretty funny so we should start one together i want to yeah. publish things i like made an account I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called like Women in Femme or something. That's that's funny. great. That's really good. I like writing. I just don't publish anything. So yeah. <laughs> you know, I should probably make a website or something. Mm-hmm. No, you can just add it, add it to mine. And then we yeah. can like, make it like a... Oh, yeah. Like, become like an entertainment conglomerate or whatever. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Weekly zines. Yeah, weekly, weekly zine, weekly pod. And I'm the I'm the, the manager at the top who gets the you CEO take, salary. Yeah, you get the CEO salary. You do none of the work. <laughs> Love, love that. Oh, yes. we should answer some questions. We actually have questions. Yeah. Um, just quickly. Um, okay, someone's requesting a post-mortem Courtney Love analysis. A what? A post-mortem, post-mortem Courtney Love analysis. Is, is Courtney she dead? dead? No, yeah. she's alive. Um, <laughs> I don't know if this is a joke or not. I can't tell. Oh, I just uh, recently joke. on Reddit, actually, because, you know, I'm, I use Reddit. I'm really cool. Mm. Uh, one of the top posts was, like, a video of Courtney Love like calling out uh who's that rapist in hollywood again i forgot his name weinstein yeah harvey weinstein in like 2005 and everyone was like haha you crazy bitch no one you're lying and then everyone was like wow she was right all along maybe you she's know, not stupid you know what website is like 10 years ahead of every other media like thing? blind items have you like heard of blind items no. it's like a, basically like a like a 
I don't know, like a highbrow gossip website. Highbrow gossip. That's <laughs> yeah. an oxymoron. And, like, it, it, like, it basically is anonymous and all the confessions, like the descriptions are anonymous as well, but people kind of piece them together. And there was all these things about Harvey Weinstein and stuff and everyone was like, LOL, that's not true, but they all came out to be true. And like the Pete Davidson, Kim Kardashian thing was like, <laughs> on there like months before it came out to the public. Um, so there's a bunch of like blind items I would recommend reading. It's really funny. That sounds pretty good. I'll check um, this out. There's a TikToker, like this hot blonde girl who reads them and then tells you what they're like, who they're about as well. Oh. And she's really funny. So I'll put her on the Instagram. <laughs> she's, she's funny. Um, oh, Courtney I'm... Love's like way too active on Instagram. Oh, I love her. She follows like Joan of Arca and yeah. stuff like that. And like uh, Chloe Seventy tits. Yeah. <laughs> um, she I mean, always comments on Lana's posts. I mean, I guess Courtney's legacy is really interesting because because of that, like Harvey Weinstein stuff that we're talking about, she was effectively blacklisted. That's why in the, like the cultural sphere, she's known as a crazy ass like white girl, like with schizophrenia, is because like she was, you know, it was effectively like told to us by everyone else in Hollywood because she was blacklisted. They were like, we have to ruin her career. That's fucking bullshit. Yeah, and I'm she makes great music. Like Hole is really good as well, but no one talks about it for the same reason because everyone thinks that she was just you know stealing Kurt Cobain's and cloud. Him or whatever. Yeah. But no, people need to listen to Hull. Hull's really good. Listen to Live Through This, one of the best albums of the 90s. I, in terms of grunge, I like it more than most of Nirvana stuff, which is, you know, controversial. And I like Nirvana, mm-hmm. I know. Which... Damn, she's that yeah. good. I she's really good. Um, she has a song called Retard Girl. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, also, one of her best songs is called Teenage Whore. Mm. That's a really good one. I've heard of it, but I haven't listened to any of her music. No, I would recommend. Um, I like her as, like, an image. So I guess uh, I would like her music. Also, that interview, that like MTV interview with Madonna, where she like throws her compact oh, at Madonna. Oh, that's so funny. That Have one's you seen great. That? No. Madonna's like getting interviewed in this like this box that's like yeah. slightly raised on the ground. Yeah. And, like, Courtney loves walking past and throws her compact at her. <laughs> and Madonna's like, <laughs> it seems like Courtney Love is in dire need of attention right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, well, I um, love Courtney Love. She's done nothing wrong. Um, I don't really know anything about her, but since Tom likes her, I'll say it. She's great. Oh, wasn't that photo of like Courtney Love and, um, who's the skater boy girl? Avril Lavigne and mm-hmm. Pamela Ann. No, it's not Pamela no, Anderson. Anna Nicole Smith. Anna Nicole Smith, like in the VIP and they all look distraught. That, yeah. one, that photo's great. The three. Okay, wait. Anna Nicole Smith, Courtney Love and Avril Lavigne. Avril Lavigne. Which one of us is which one? Um, you're Anna Nicole Smith, obviously. Yeah. You're Avril Lavigne. You're yeah. Avril. No, that was too easy. Um, yeah. I guess. Jordan's definitely Avril Lavigne. <laughs> yeah. Like, like some hot and cool. Yeah. yeah. Hot, cool, emo. Popular. You haven't popular. aged in about 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> um. She's coming back, isn't she? Oh, yeah. She's releasing music with Travis Barker, I think. Yeah. Is he the Courtney kind yeah, of Yeah, Travis Barker's basically the guy that's behind, like, the pop-punk revival. He was a member of Blink-182, and now he's, like, one of the biggest producers in music because he knows how to make that pop-punk sound, so he's working with, like, all of those people. Mm. Someone on Twitter was telling not telling me i don't know them they were just posting i took it as an attack they were like posting about how like courtney like kardashians using travis barker for like clout but like i didn't even know he existed till yeah like, like i don't think any courtney kardashian fan knows who travis are so is. big in america yeah but like i don't think anyone who's like a kardashian yeah, no. fan knows who that is very different worlds also apparently speaking of those two um mgk and what's her face just got engaged they yeah. got engaged and they drank their blood each other's blood. That's Did so you read hard. the bottom of the post? No. It's the last line of their engagement post. <laughs> that is awesome. It. That's hilarious. I'm obsessed with them. They're fucking batshit. 2022 prediction. Mm. 
uh, Olivia Rodrigo on a Travis Barker album. That's probably going to happen. I think that's already, like, been confirmed, isn't it? Yeah, surely. I thought that... I was going to say, didn't she do that together because of um, Good For You, but I think not, yeah. that sound, but I don't think he did it. Well, they will work together because I hope that Olivia Rodrigo goes further into pop punk because it's so much better than her stinky ballads. I hate all the ballads ballads on her album. so boring because she has, like, no life experience, so nothing she says has, like, any meaning. Like, she's like, oh, my boyfriend hasn't, like, broke up with me and got another girlfriend. Like, that's not, like, that heartbreaking. Whereas the adorable, naive hedonism of Good For You, just, you know, considering she's, like, 17 or whatever, sounds great. It's so cute. Brutal is really good. Yeah. And um, that's it. Those two songs are great. I, I was going to read else. to you guys Megan Fox's engagement post caption from Instagram. She says, In July of 2020, we sat under this banyan tree. We asked for magic. We were oblivious to the pain we would face together in such a short, frenetic period of time. If someone described our relationship like that, I'd be so mad. Um, anyway, unaware of the work and sacrifices the relationship would require from us, but intoxicated off, off of the love and the karma. Somehow, a year and a half later, having walked through hell together and having laughed more than I had ever imagined possible, he asked me to marry him. And just as in every lifetime before this one and and in every lifetime that will follow it, I said yes. And then we drank each other's blood. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, I'm obsessed with her. I think she's so funny. Um, I think MGK's rise to fame has been really funny because he was a really awful white rapper about three years ago and then suddenly he pivoted to pop punk and now he's one of the biggest people in, like, pop music. I was like... You remember the Eminem disc? That's that was he, so funny. That was his first claim to fame. Basically, yeah. That's how I, like... I knew about him beforehand because back then I was, like, big into, you know, rap because I was white and 16. <laughs> and then I was like, wow, the two people I hate the most in modern rap, Eminem and MGK, are fighting. I do not care. Yeah, that was my I reaction. knew he existed because I was a Pete Davidson stand before the current Pete Davidson stand era. Yeah. Yeah. Like slightly before, not too far. You were, before. you were big into him. I was big into him, and like I watched all the Pete Davidson interviews. And Pete Davidson is in the MGK Loco music video. It's the only song I know because it's the only one that has Pete Davidson in the video. <laughs> I couldn't tell you any other of his songs. Awesome. Yeah. So I think he's hot, nice. but that's about it. Next question. Next what was the question. last? Was that just the Courtney Love one still? Yeah. Wow. Um, the next question is. This is about. Kepler, the K-pop band. Yeah. So someone said Kepler Slay. I've uh, never listened to Kepler. I know of them, but I don't know anything. Uh, so background Go for on. this is, yeah. So one of South Korea's favorite pastimes is making really giant over-the-top reality TV shows where they like debut a girl group by the end. So the context for Kepler is they were formed out of a show called Girls Planet 999, which I think we talked about in Sachi's episode a few episodes ago. Essentially, 99 girls, 33 from South Korea, 33 from China, 33 from Japan, had to, you know, battle each other out to get a placement in a nine-member girl group, and that concluded with the nine girls that won being placed in the Kepler. Uh, their song is incredibly <laughs> irritating, and every time I try and read, it, like, plays my mind all the time, and I can't focus. <laughs> um, what is What an awful name, Kepler. It's pretty funny. Kepler with a, a, with a one, one in K-E-P-1-E-R. That's how it starts. And um, their uh, fan group are called Keplerians, I think. I have a question. Is it three Chinese, three Korean, three whatever? Nope. <laughs> or is it just like no. the best of... Because it, because it was like fan voted, I think there are like seven or eight South Korean girls and then like one Chinese girl. Yeah. Wow. So, they hate the Chinese. Yeah, they do. But um, I think they slay. I think we need to see more of them, basically. I was watching a bunch of K-pop drama, like, about, like, just like tea videos about, like, how... Um, like the the gender standards in k-pop because like the there's some chinese people because like in korea they bow with like their 
oh, like, yeah, fully that, bow, like you know, get the on the drama, yeah. yeah, they like get on their like their knees and bow, like as res- like a show of respect. But in China, you only do that to your family, really. Yeah, it's, like, and like God, <laughs> you do it to like yeah the heavens and to your like older family, but you would never do it to like a crowd or whatever. Yeah. So like the Chinese members of this band, like were just like bowing a little bit and not like fully getting on the floor and like no one cared but then the the there's a bunch of girls from china and some k-pop band as well and they wouldn't do it they wouldn't like get on their hands and knees and bow and everyone was like no oh, you're so horrible like you're the worst people get out world. get out <laughs> who cares is my biggest response yeah Koreans, um, apparently. Yeah, true. <laughs> Koreans get a life challenge. Uh, one of the members of Kepler is also Weijin, and she's really hot. So, mm. okay, next question. <laughs> next question is: When does weed consumption become excessive? As an uh, habitual <laughs> daily smoker, I will answer this with a firm and solid. <laughs> it never, never does. No, it's like if you find that it's getting in the way of your like life and you're doing less things because you need to smoke then it's probably too much yeah i think it, that's probably it if it impedes your like functioning as a normal human being in society <laughs> yeah i don't know i'm not like an excessive smoker no it, it, i don't really smoke that much at all really it affects everyone differently if you're like adhd and like always hyper stimulated it, it just like can bring you down to like normality a lot of the time it's i'm like, like i'm like a, not a real stoner like i can't like these people will like, like rip three bongs, then like go for a walk or like do some no, studying or no. like whatever. Like, I like to read. Yeah, I you know. like to read. I can't do that. Like if, if I like I, to watch music videos on the couch. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I like to do a lot of nothing, lounge around kind of vibes, but I'm have like a mild tolerance. No. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Mm. But I would say I don't know. Get help if you think that weed consumption's ruining your life. But I would say, like, most people, it doesn't ruin their lives. Yeah, and it's like, um, the withdrawal doesn't last that long when you're quitting, so if you can stick it out, you'll be fine. Is it withdrawals like any other, like, nicotine, caffeine situation, like headaches and irritability? Mm, anxiety, yeah. Oh, great. Slay. <laughs> Big slay. Yeah. Is um, it, but it's, per- like, case by case, you know. Which, ironically, like, smoking too much weed makes me feel super anxious, so... Yeah, it does. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it too much. Recently, I like, I like that's happened nice, to me a lot. So... I like sharing a nice little joint with three people. That'll mm-hmm. do it for me. Yeah. Mm. Um, the yeah. next question. What's your favorite part of Kanye's midlife crisis? Midlife uh, crisis. Hello. I think definitely dating Julia Fox. I think that's really up there for me. Who that? She is the hot bimbo girl that was in Uncut Gems. I haven't and seen it. Really? You need to watch Uncut Gems. He's, yeah, he's dating Julia Fox. You got her? Damn, yeah. she's so hot. She's an absolute New York bimbo. You would love her, Aisha. She's yeah. really she stupid. Like, um a Kim K fan or something. Yeah. Something like that. She sort of just like stumbled into the film industry. I don't really know how, but I think that's up there for me. What else? I guess just like screaming at Kim Kardashian to marry him again at random shows is pretty cool. I think she's friends with um, the Safety brothers, but yeah. Uh, the divorce. That's funny because Pete Davidson's also friends with the Safety brothers. Pete Davidson's dating Kim Kardashian. Wow. Kim Kardashian was married to Kanye. So Kim there are so many layers to this. The weekend's friends with the Safety brothers. The weekend went out with, with Bella Hadid. Bella Hadid, who was friends with the Kardashians. Yeah. Another part of Kim Kardashian, I mean, not Kim, sorry, that Kanye West life crisis that I think is really entertaining is um, this is unconfirmed, and I firmly believe it is completely untrue. But uh, as Elliot Banks said on Instagram a few days ago, that Kanye asked her twice, or like two separate occasions in the last week, to like collab, and she said no. It this definitely, definitely didn't happen. That definitely did not happen. That's funny. <laughs> but, you know. 
I'd like to, I, in my fantasy land though, I believe that it happened. I got the um, Azealia Banks Fuck Mall Night t-shirt and then promptly got bleach on it, but it still looks good. She's oh, like, you need to show it to me after she this. She would just say yes if he, if he actually did shortly. Yeah. I mean, she needs, she really needs the clout, let's be <laughs> honest. She needs anything. Uh-huh. Um, okay, next question, music related. Um, Capri Songs, thoughts? I haven't listened to it. <laughs> which is the new FK Twigs album. And I'm like an FK Twigs stan and I have been, but I'm like, I guess I'm not anymore because I like wasn't excited to listen to it and I didn't. Yeah, um, I, I will listen to it at some point. I'm just not like jumping at the heels too. Mm. I liked Tears in the Club, but I don't think it's anything special overall, but it was fun. Mm. Jordan, you've listened to it. What are your thoughts? So, yeah, I've heard it once and I went into it with that expectation that it was going to be her like pop album with like lots of big like <laughs> anthemic bangers and she's going to go mainstream and get the clap she, she deserves. But uh, I was kind of disappointed on that front. It was like lots of low key club bangers. Yeah. So I, I'll, I'm going to have to go back to it with a, a fresh mindset. Um, I really need to listen to the Arca, the other Arca song that is on it. Because, you know, finally, FK2 is fucking working with Arca again. Mm-hmm. And there's also a Shy Girl song that I want to hear, but I haven't listened to it yet. Um, no. I'll get back to you next episode in two months. Do you have any thoughts yeah. about those songs? The, Do you remember them? Uh, the Shy Girl song is good. I don't remember the Arca song. I, I think it was like the Shy Girl in the Shy of something interlude or something. I don't know. Okay. Um, but I would still call myself an FK Twigs fan, but I also have not really cared about anything particularly strongly in the last, you know, four years from her besides cellophane. Wow. I'm going to have to firmly dislike, dispute that. I know that's an unpopular opinion. Um, I still think that like Magdalene overall is good. I just don't think it's anything great. And I, no, and I think that like her album LP one and her EP Melissa are like both 10 out of 10s and nothing is by the sounds of it ever going to reach those again by looking at her career trajectory after those two. But so. I think if you, if you just listen to Magdalene, you would think it's her best work. It's yeah. Because it's like interesting and it's cool and it's fun. But if you listen like to her like older stuff, I think you'd have a different perspective. I think it's definitely taste based because Magdalene is so much different from LP one. Yeah. And I just vastly prefer like experimental R and B things I like, like Magdalene that. Yeah. She went like... for like the, the concept like grand yeah, I like the conceptual Snatted. aspect of it. I also like the whole, like, she's just a girl. Yeah. Which speaks to me because I'm also just a girl. Mm-hmm. So I like that part of it. But LP1's my favorite and it probably always will be. Yeah. I have it on CD and vinyl. Melissa <laughs> is good, though. I love Melissa. The music video, like the short film of it that has, um, uh, who's the Rick Owens girl again? Michelle Lamy. Michelle Lamy as, like, an anglerfish at the start. That's great. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking through her discography right now. and What time are we on? About now. For real? I was so worried because oh. I had nothing to talk about. But... Yeah, let's finish the viewer questions. Oh yeah, viewer questions. The next one is Mamaru Thoughts. Pain, pain and <laughs> suffering. Which is RuPaul's newest album. Off. We listened to like five songs off it. I like... It was like two and a half. We, it was kind we, of like a fever dream and I was completely sober the entire time which made it somehow worse. Yeah, I feel like... It, it was... It was definitely better than the last albums in that they had like some sort of production going on. But, um, like, but yet again, it. much like the last album, she just completely stole other songs that are already popular in like LGBT spaces and made them her own. Like yeah. what she did with um, The Big Big Beat and what's that fucking Here Comes Mama or whatever. Mm, I don't remember those. Uh, the Big Big Beat is by Zelia Banks and RuPaul just like completely stole the beat and made Here Comes Mother. It's like the same thing. I don't remember what Here Comes Mother sounds oh, like. Oh my God. Well, it sounds like The Big Big Beat. Uh, well, then I love it. 
Um, the next question hold is... Hold on, hold on. I need to go back on this. NPR reviewed Mamoru today, and they said that um, it's like if Mamoru's producers heard How I'm Feeling Now by Charlie XCX and tried to recreate it from memory after a blackout-inducing hit of poppers. <laughs> Which, I mean, if you didn't hear it and just read that, you'd kind of be like, wow, that sounds really good. But no, no, the album is bad. The album is bad. Um... <laughs> Yeah, the album's bad. Also, I think it's like, sort of like the death knell of like quote unquote hyperpop, which I think is like awful already and has been for the last three years. But now that it's become completely, completely corporatized by, you know, RuPaul, it's mm-hmm. definitely like d- dead in the water. Yeah. The only other thing that annoys me about RuPaul is like the music's bad and the videos aren't good enough and they're not bad enough to find them funny mm. to watch either. They're just like boring. So I don't love it that much. Um, so I'm moving on because I don't want to talk about RuPaul. No, I really don't. Um, the next question is, do not watch Singles Inferno without me, but talk about it so far. Mm-hmm. We so, kind of already did, didn't we? Oh, no, we no, didn't really we talk didn't. about it. We, we talked just, about yeah. it off the pod a little bit. Yeah. So Singles Inferno is a Korean dating show, kind of like a like a Love Island it's like a blend. House kind of vibe, right? Mm. And also some Survivor as well. Survivor, <laughs> they need to like, stay alive. Yeah, they're like in this big like ocean beach situation it actually looks pretty nice it looks like, gorgeous it looks beautiful they and they're like, like this is the worst place on earth like, we this are in is hell, hell. They this get, like, is the inferno they get food ingredients like seasonings it's but not like they need survival to cook where they it, get Jordan. like they need to cook the food themselves and they need to walk and get the water from the tap Jordan. <laughs> the rich koreans are so annoying i'm gonna be straight up i don't like the the sh- i find the show just a bit too long it goes there's 20 minutes of just like exposition about like the relationships mm. of like what's going also, on also the it commentators is, um, and judges or whatever they're not very funny so it's like hard to their segments I feel are a bit there doesn't long. need to be a commentary there are four people who commentate from a couch that we can like cut back to after any fucking thing happens I don't think there needs to be a commentary panel at all mm. um, it, the episodes like Jordan said are an hour long and they don't need to be they could be 40 minutes really they could be 40 minutes and it could be like two days or like more than whatever it's like usually two days per episode sort of yeah. but it's like I, it could be like four days and i would find it better i guess yeah. they guess i guess they just like it's netflix so they can do the long form thing and they just chuck it on there and yeah watch it i think most people are watching it because like people are hot and like people like koreans they're so I guess. hot let's be they honest they are really hot um so my favorites are jia who's like the the fan favorite i guess she looks like jenny from blackpink and she's a youtube influencer yeah her <laughs> uh username on Instagram is Dia Zia and her username on YouTube is Free Zia like with a Z Z-I-A. Free her yeah um, she said because she like lives free or whatever wow uh, I watched so. one of her YouTube videos from two years ago and it's called her diet and exercise routine I sent some screenshots to Tom because they're really funny um, so she talks about how she has these like diet gummies and she's like she eats five diet gummies per day and has one meal. And that's, <laughs> so like, how do you say so skinny? And she's like, I have five diet gummies and I eat one meal what a day. What is a diet gummy? It's like a gummy that kills your appetite. I need that. Yeah, yeah. I looked it up afterwards. You can it get would, it on your style. It'll just be like black pepper and like other appetite suppressants that don't work Nicotine. Well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're better off sucking nicotine. It's like, I eat these, these gummies that make you lose your appetite entirely. So it makes you not want to eat anything at all. Direct quote. Mm. She says... I think this diet has also weakened my immune system. Yeah. <laughs> She's like really, really hot and cool. No. She also has giant lips, but she maintains that she has only had her nose done. She's not done, had, like had her lips done. I kind done. of believe it. I've seen photos of like pre-surgery her and she looks pretty much the same. Her lips are so big though. Yeah, but like, I don't know. Sinead's I kind lips. Sinead has huge, bigger than Gia's lips. Surely. Sinead's like the benchmark. 
<laughs> she's the pink print. Yeah, she's the pink print for this. Friend of the pod, Shanae is the pink print. Shout out to Shanae. Shout out to Shanae's sorry, lips. Sorry, I don't sorry like for, Singles Inferno. Sorry for objectifying you for like the 12th time but, uh, on this podcast. We will finish it. Um, yeah, we'll I'm finish it. I'm too invested. I'm too invested into Gia. And like, well, she has to do something entertaining. We I will to, like, finish it, but it's like a marathon. Like, I like the show, but it's so long. I like, like that we're watching it together because it's... You're right. It would be boring if we were just watching it on our and like mm. trying to get through it. Because those are other things I'd rather watch in my time. Um, but the show is good, good enough to watch. But it's, it's like if you have nothing else to watch, you should watch it. But if you haven't watched Survivor, which I just started, you should watch that instead because it's way better. <laughs> Survivor's raw. It's so good. It's so good. I'm currently no spoilers, please. I'm currently watching season six of Australian Survivor. Um, and if anyone tells me who wins, I will kill myself. And, <laughs> The blood will be on your hands. So. I watched half of one of the seasons because friend of the pod, Jake, is obsessed with Survivor. So I was like, fine, I will finally watch it for you, baby girl, XOXO. And I think it's fantastic. I need to keep watching it. Are you watching US or? Yeah, I watched half of a US season and I need to finish. But it's on fucking Paramount Plus. Like, I don't pay for that. <laughs> like, Yeah, go on 10 Play well, and watch The Australian. Oh, it, do they have ads on 10 Play though? I'm not sure. They do, but they're really short. Oh, Actually, fine, I think yeah. they have Survivor US, don't they? Maybe um... they do. As long as I don't need to pay, as long as I don't need to pay like twelve dollars a month or whatever, I'll I'll watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's on Amazon Prime and it's on Nine. No, the Amazon Prime one is a link to Paramount Plus though, so you need to get the sub for that, which is so annoying. Oh, you need you can get it for free on Nine now. Yeah. Okay. Done. Yeah. Watching it there. You probably have to watch the ads, but it's fine. I don't care. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah. So it's free. Um, I'd recommend it. I really want to go on reality TV. So I'm thinking Survivor's my only option. I've got Survivor and Big Brother because they're all dating ones. And I feel like that's Could you do cool. the challenges on Survivor though? Um, some of them. I'm not that unfit. And <laughs> yeah, Aisha's, Aisha had a rowing era in, yeah, I oh, yeah, in high okay. school. So I like lifted weights. I, th- I think you should apply. She danced when she was young. And she, as yeah, a ballerina. Can you please apply for Survivor? I just like... It's going to be really embarrassing if I go and then have, like, talked all this much, like, crap and then, like, get voted off day one. No, you have to. <laughs> it doesn't matter. you got to give it a shot, though. But my plan is just to be, like, really, like, fun and entertaining so they keep me on for, like, entertainment value. Yeah. Which is definitely what they're doing to this, like, political operative George on this current season. Because he's, like, <laughs> so annoying and so bad at everything. But he keeps getting saved because I think the producers are like, oh, good, good drama. Yeah. Uh, it also, like, he's quite obviously an idiot. Yeah. So I don't think they're too, like, worried about voting him out, like, early. But, like, what's the strap for going on Survivor? You, like, don't want to be too threatening at the start so they don't vote you off immediately. But you can't suck in the first episodes because then they'll vote you off just because they don't know well who else to vote off. Yeah. The strat is to, like, do your best in challenges and be friendly, build relationships. Yeah. I think just don't be a dick, really, is the ultimate goal. The only, like, this is, like, a legitimate thing. Like, I'm considering applying for Survivor. But the only thing is that, like, I've been reading, like, I went on Survivor AMAs, like, on Reddit. And they're like, oh, I have glasses, which is really a pain because you're not allowed to wash your hands. So you can't put in contacts because you'll get, like, an eye infection. But you also, like, there's some, like, swimming challenges or whatever, like... I don't know. It seems like a lot of effort. Oh, and your vision's oh, bad. My, my vision's blind. Just blind. get the laser beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> I think I might, like, wait a little bit. But, like... How much do you get paid for going on? If you win Survivor, you get paid 500000 And if you, Probably like, get, like, it, an appearance fee, though. I right? think so. And if you make it to the merge it's, part it's where you become part of the either. jury, you get forty grand. Awesome. So, like, you just have to make it to merge. And I guess you'll... You'll probably get a lot of followers from that. Yeah. Then you can become an influencer. Like, um, who's yeah. that bimbo that was on... Um, the Bachelor, who's really popular now. I remember. I've never Abby seen something. Right? Abby Chatfield. Chatfield. Yeah. yeah, you'd be like her. Yeah, I would do that. I think it'd be fun. Also, I feel like 
my my like my ultimate career goal is just fame and yeah. i just need to figure out how to do that yeah because i don't have the work ethic to like have a real job was that our last question yeah that was our last question oh that's we good timing yeah well Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New, Year. Happy New Year. DM us some topics you want us to talk about yeah. or something. Maybe we'll open up our love line, do a love line next week or something. Yeah. Just for the lols. So. Just have it constantly open. You should build them up until you get enough questions. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do that. So thanks. Bye. Bye. Later.